David, I love that candle you're burning. You seem to always have a great candle burning. I am very aware of how room smells. When you've spent over a decade with a 75 pound Labrador retriever and two teenage boys, you start to worry that your house smells like the inside of a gym bag. I would imagine so. You know what I wish we'd had for the last decade? What? That Puro Air Purifier we now own and use all the time. I love my Puro Air too. Did you know that indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? Yes, I lived with two teenage boys. I can 100% testify <laughs> to that. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Gases from a preteen boy? <laughs> I'm dreading when my nephews start making those gases. Just you wait. Thankfully, Puro Air uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Thanks to my Puro Air Purifier, I feel like I can breathe again. Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Check it out now. Hey, you all. We had the honor of sitting with last night the families from Covenant, the educators, the administrators, and um, just, you know, continue to be heartbroken in our community and continue to be so grateful for all of you that are praying for Nashville, praying for the Covenant families that have reached out. And, and we had a conversation with them last night about some ideas of some things that we feel like can help. And ongoing caring for the kids that are hurting. And so we wanted to, felt like it could be helpful to share those with you. And so we just wanna share a few quick ideas and and we wanna end in a place of some hope because that is what is sustaining us yes. right now. And, and so we just wanna jump in. The first would be a reminder that kids' emotions are transient. So they are gonna move in and out of emotions much quicker than we are. They are gonna go from sad to happy to anxious to angry in the span of just a few minutes, you all. That does not mean something is wrong. It is really normal. And they need us to be with them in all of those places. They need our presence. And on that note, secondly, to have conversations in doses because Kids' capacity for staying in conversations is less than ours. Our capacity for staying in grief is longer. We tend to think about it a little bit like swimming. You know, kids have got to come up for air earlier than we do. We can hold our breath for longer. And watch for where kids may giving, be giving you cues or signals that they're ready to stop. I've even had parents of boys say that they'll be talking and their sons will say, can we be done talking now? And it's that reminder of we talk too long and I can't keep absorbing what we're talking about. Also, we wanna think about some things to watch for. And one of those is to watch for emotions that are bigger than the situation warrants. A lot of kids are gonna be doing that. A lot of us are gonna be doing that right now. To watch for clinginess, to watch for more tearfulness, to watch for physical ways that their emotions can show up, like headaches, stomach aches, things like that, that kids are gonna experience. To watch for regression. A lot of kids are gonna be doing more baby talk when they're afraid and when they're hurting. And we want to pay attention to those signs. And if you're seeing them in your kids, 
just to circle up with them a little bit more, lean in, have more time with them. And, and if it continues, it may be helpful to go on and pursue a counselor with yes. your kids, for your kids. A few ideas to continue to think about how to help. One would be to maintain routines and structure. Kids thrive in structure and sameness. We do better with structure mm -hmm. as well. Some of you may have even read the research about the benefits of making your bed every day or taking a shower every day. And the making the bed and the taking the shower are not magical, but the sameness and routine and structure of that is what helps us in going forward. So think about what it would look like to offer as much of that to kids right now as possible. And as we talked about before, we want to give them a lot of space to feel and that it is okay for us to feel with them, to feel alongside them when they're sad. Even to say, if they're not talking, I would imagine you feel sad right now. I feel sad that we feel with them, but we don't process our feelings with them. And, and even as we're thinking about having these conversations, you all, I think our feelings sometimes come out sideways when we're not aware and we're not taking time to process those feelings. And and ladies, I'm just going to talk to us for just a minute because I think sometimes even in our desire to move towards kids and ask questions and want to start conversations, I think we can have a lot of intensity in our emotion. And I think that can feel threatening. It can feel like too much for them. And some of them are going to withdraw emotionally. And so creating a lot of space. I talked to a mom today who said she was just sitting with her son and gave him a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so creating opportunities for them to feel is going to be really important. And one of the things we kind of jokingly talked about with the families last night was to get a dog. You know, I we have had so many kids over the years who say the person I talk to the most is my dog when I'm mm -hmm. struggling. And, and if you have a family dog, and y'all maybe cats do this too, but if you have a family dog, let the dog sleep with your kids for a period of time. I, I did talk to a mom today who said, I've been thinking families need a dog right now. She said, in fact, I want to make a poster and carry it around that says, get a damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I mean, things like that, giving them space to feel, we did talk about this last night too, and process emotions away from us. And it may be with the dog. It may be that we need to create space in our house where we have markers and we have, like David talks about, making a, a peaceful place where they can go and process their emotions too. But being aware that ours don't overwhelm them. And you all, even ours about things going on politically. We just want to be aware that we're processing that far away from little ears. Yes. Lastly, move them toward purpose. And in doing so, we're going to create a lot of opportunity for kids developing the muscle of empathy. Mm -hmm. Write notes to policemen. I am so grateful for the policemen in our community yes. who saved countless children. Yes. And I want you to think about writing notes to doctors and nurses and EMT workers. Like and we, the staff of Covenant. Yes. Yes. We cannot be moving kids in that direction, what we call healthy outward movement, taking the emotion to something constructive enough. They need those opportunities. And y'all, I would, one thing I, that struck me so much yesterday that I want to say, so I, I was doing an interview that I did not know was going to be right outside the school, standing right with my back to the sign and I was waiting to go on the interview and a nervous wreck and so sad just not being in close proximity yet until that point to the school and just so choked up and I was looking at that sign and I hadn't even thought about the fact that here we're preparing in the church calendar for Easter and and there was the sign for the Covenant School Covenant Presbyterian Church and next to it was this huge huge sign 
announcing Easter services that just said Easter in these big letters. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know, none of us have answers right now. We don't know where to go. We don't know what to say. And that right there, that sign, that word is our hope. And, and so thinking about that, I feel like that is one of the things I've been clinging to. Me too. Anchoring myself to truth. Yes. And when the world feels really big and scary and confusing, my favorite translation of scripture to go back to is the Jesus Storybook Bible mm -hmm. because I want it to be simple and clear. And we want to leave you today with reading some truth that we've been anchoring to this week over and over. This was written by our dear friend Sally Lloyd-Jones, who we had on the podcast in love. I see a sparkling city shimmering in the sky, glittering, glowing, coming down. From heaven and from the sky, heaven is coming down to earth. God's city is beautiful. Walls of topaz, jasper, sapphire, wide streets paved with gold, gleaming pearl gates that are never locked shut. Where is the sun? Where is the moon? They aren't needed anymore. God is all the light people need. No more darkness, no more night. And the king says, look, God and his children are together again. No more running away or hiding. No more crying or being lonely or afraid. No more being sick or dying. Because all those things are gone. Yes, they're gone forever. Everything sad has come untrue. And see, I have wiped away every tear from every eye. And then a deep, beautiful voice that sounded like thunder in the sky says, Look, I am making everything new. And that's where we want to leave you today. Anchoring to truth and hoping these ideas feel helpful as you continue to take steps forward yourself and on behalf of the kids you love. Grateful for you guys. Yes.